0: Hello, this is Pastor Raymond Rivers of the Gospel Light Free Will Baptist Church, and you're listening to the Bible Beacon Podcast. So glad that you tuned in today. If you were not able to watch our Facebook live feed or live stream this morning, we are putting that on our Facebook, but maybe you need to have a podcast version, and that's what this is. This message that I preach today is entitled, Attention, and I hope that As you listen to this message, God will speak to your heart and that you will listen and obey Him. Again, thank you for tuning in today and uh, hope to see you or hear from you soon. Uh, Praise God for the amazing grace of God. I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't be here today uh, without it. And I'm thankful to have it in my life. And I trust that you know the grace of God, the grace that saves, the grace that heals, the grace that sustains. And I am thankful for that amazing grace. And I know that if you know the Lord and you've been touched by His grace, you are thankful for it as well. Today I want to talk to you on a subject that I think is vitally important. I believe that uh, it is so important. I I come with great uh, care of this passage of Scripture. The Bible teaches me that I'm to preach the Word of God, nothing more, nothing less. But at the same time, I believe in the time that which we are living in, that this message is vitally needed by all people. And I hope that as I preach it today, that you will listen, because I believe that it's so important. The title of my message today is simply Attention. Attention. And I believe it's vitally important that we pay attention to what is going on and what God is saying to us in this time. I believe tonight that, uh, or today, this morning, that we need to be paying attention. And the only way that we can do that is by reading the Word of God and listening to the Holy Spirit as He teaches us and reminds us of what we have learned in the past. And I want to talk to you on a subject today that I think is vitally important. We'll look at some passages of Scripture here in just a moment. I recently watched an old black and white movie. Uh, It was a war movie. And when the general walked in, all of the other soldiers immediately stood to attention. Now, I do not preach today as the general walking into the room. Rather, I preach today as the one who notifies the soldiers that the King of Kings and the captain of our salvation is about to come back in the clouds. Now, do not misunderstand me when I say about, I don't know when the Lord's coming back. It still may be uh, 10 years or 20 years or 50 years. I don't know when the Lord's coming back. But I do know that we are closer than we have ever been. And I do know that I'm still looking forward to that day. I hope that you are as well. But regardless of what other people say, what they do or what they believe, we must keep our attention on the Lord and on His return in the clouds someday. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20 says, For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. None of us knows when, but it is getting closer. Matthew 24, 36, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, know not the angels of heaven, but my father only. And so when the Lord comes back, uh, boy, we're going to be excited. And I'm, I'm thrilled at the thought that it's coming and, and just how soon it could be today. It could be years from now. We don't know. We've got to stay ready, paying attention to the Lord and his word. Now, don't misunderstand. As I mentioned, I don't know when Jesus will come in the clouds, but I do know that He's coming. We're to pay close attention as we draw closer each day to His coming. You ever think about it? We are closer today to the coming of the Lord than we were yesterday. And it's obvious, it's logic. We all understand that. But sometimes the impact of that thought doesn't really, uh, we don't allow it to grab hold of us. But the fact is, we are getting closer. We have one less day to reach people for Christ. One less day to do what God has called us to do. I want us to look I had a thought here in our first passage, and, and we're just going to read it. This is not our main text, but it is something I want you to pay close attention to. He says in Matthew 24, verses 1 through 8, And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. Now, this story is also found in Mark chapter 13 and also in Luke 21, but we're in Matthew 24, verse 2 says, and Jesus said unto them, see ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, tell us. When shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. One of the reasons that I'm preaching this message is because of that. I want you to understand that the last days is going to be quite characterized by this thing of deception. There'll be deception about the person of Christ, about the word of God, even about the coming or returning of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's a lot that we're, we could speak about today, but we'll save that for another sermon. Then in verse six, it says, and you shall hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there shall be famines and pestilences. That's a King James word for diseases. That's what we're dealing with right now. And earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. And I believe with all of my heart that as we look at Scripture that we're getting closer to the rapture and closer to the second coming. Those are not the same things. And and again, I'll reserve that for another message. Now, I want you to understand, and one of the reasons, as I mentioned to you very early uh, in this message, I take this message very seriously. I like having fun and having uh, joking around and everything like that, but I take what I do in the ministry very seriously. And one of the things that I believe that is done by so many that is not right is fear-mongering. In other words, uh, they are an agent of fear for personal profit or power. However, I do not believe in doing that, but I do believe in warning people when danger or trouble exists. Those without Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior are headed to a place called hell. I don't say that as a haughty person. I realize that apart from Christ, that's where I would be headed today. I want to take this moment, and if you know Jesus Christ, if you were to know Him as, uh, you know, if He were to come back right now, You would know Him as your personal Lord and Savior. He would recognize you and He would take you to heaven. Take this moment and rejoice in God that He has saved you and that you're on your way to heaven when you leave this old world. But if you're not, I plead with you, please today, repent of your sin. Put your faith in Jesus Christ and the work that He did upon Calvary's cross and be saved today. I cannot say concerning the coronavirus, that this is the last pestilence, plague, or disease that will happen before uh, the rapture. I believe with all of my heart that it could be, but I have no guarantee, and I don't want to be misunderstood, so let me say that again. I do not know when the Lord's coming back. I don't know if this is the last plague, but I do know this. Jesus is coming and he said that before he comes that the world would be like it is just like it's happening today. Paul was having to deal with false teachers that had crept into the church there in Thessalonica. There were those who had falsely taught that those who had died before the rapture would miss the rapture. So what Paul is doing here in this chapter, at least in this passage a part of the passage, he is writing to correct this false teaching. By the way, false teaching is coming against the church. So let me encourage you, read the Word of God. Read the Word of God. Because there are so many false groups out there, and I'm not trying to be unkind or judgmental. I'm just stating the facts. So he deals with those believers who had already passed away, and he deals with the subject of the believers who would still be alive at the coming of the Lord. I want us to look at a passage of Scripture that I think is very important. And it's our main text for today that I want to share with you. It's found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Look at verse 16. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with These words. Well, that's a powerful passage of Scripture, and it's unfortunate that so many people hear it only at funerals. But can I tell you something? This passage is something that we need to listen to and read and understand and apply right now, those of us who are alive. I want to share some things about the coming of Christ. The first thing I want you to understand about the coming of Christ, that it will be literal. Notice what the Bible says, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. It's a literal coming in the clouds. So many people listen to us preachers preach about this and they want to uh, think, you know, how we can, uh, how could that be, how could that possibly happen uh, like that? That's uh, just an old folk tale, so many people think. But can I tell you something? The Bible tells us that's exactly what's going to happen. In Acts chapter 1, and verse 11, the disciples uh, are about to, to see or have just seen Jesus ascend to heaven. And the angel said this, it says, Which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, it's a literal event, the coming of the Lord requires the Lord coming. It says, this same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as you have seen Him go into heaven. It's a literal event. It was literal that He ascended and it's literal that He's coming back. It's not just a literal that He is coming. It is He that is coming the one that has risen from the dead. It is a literal coming. It is a literal, literal uh, resurrection of dead believers. The Bible goes on to say, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Can I tell you something? Those that have already been uh, passed on, uh, the Bible teaches us that they have not been forgotten, that God is going to come back, or the Lord Jesus is going to come back and raise them from the dead. I'm looking forward to that day. I, I don't know if I'll be alive when it happens, but but I do know that one of these days that those who have put their faith in Jesus Christ, God is going to resurrect their bodies from the dead. And I, I'm excited. Every time I get to this point, I think about Oh Noah in Genesis chapter 8 in verse 1. It says, And God remembered Noah. Let me tell you something. God doesn't deliver to forget us. God delivers that we may be with Him for all eternity. It is a literal rapture of all of God's children. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then the Bible says, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. Notice what Paul writes here. He says, Then we which are alive. Paul really thought that he would be alive at the coming of the Lord. Now to almost 2,000 years later, we're still talking about the coming of the Lord. Let me tell you something. Delay does not mean denial. Listen to to me. Just because Jesus hasn't come back yet, even though us preachers have been preaching for years that He's coming, can I tell you something that doesn't mean He's not coming. That just simply means that He has given people uh, as much time. He's having mercy upon them, giving them this opportunity to repent and put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But let me tell you, there is coming a day when Jesus literally is going to come in the clouds. And all of us, uh, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be amazing. All of us are going to leave this old world and we're going to fly through the sky, so to speak, and go to be with Jesus in heaven. The Bible says here in the last part of verse 17, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So when we get there, we're not coming back. And I'm looking forward to that day. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 52, the Bible says that the rapture is going to happen like this in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, never sick again, and we shall be changed, those of us who are still alive. So it is going to be a literal event. So many times people want to You know, kind of just brush it to the side. But the fact is, we will all personally, individually deal with this thing of the rapture. I have dealt with it already by accepting Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. For those who do not accept the Lord Jesus Christ, they'll have to face the reality of the rapture in the great tribulation. Number two, the coming of the Lord will not only be literal, it will also be personal. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven. The Bible says when we get raptured, we're going to be risen in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Titus 2 verse 13, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. He hasn't left it to any angel. He hasn't left it to any apostle or prophet. He Himself is coming to rapture us and I'm looking forward to that day. I hope today as you listen to this passage of Scripture from the Word of God, and as I attempt to uh, preach it, I hope that you'll think about the rapture today. The moment that you'll look up and see Jesus coming in the clouds. I know it seems fantastic, but let me tell you something. The Word of God is truth. And the Bible says, Thy Word is truth. And He says in His Word that He is coming back, literally and personally. Number three, I believe in... And there's a lot of people who look at this thing a different way, but I'm just going to share with you what I believe the Word of God is saying, clear and plain and simple. I believe it's not only literal and personal, but I also believe it's audible. Now, what do you mean, Brother Raymond? Well, let's look what the Bible says. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. Now, the word shout here means a war shout. It's kind of like charge, you know, and it's all of a sudden now here comes Jesus, and they're coming to, he's coming to gather us up. He is coming, and we are the ones that he has redeemed. The Bible goes on and says, with the voice of the archangel. It's a separate thing from the war shout, and then the trump of God. And I tell you something, it's going to be a quite audible. It's going to be a quite ver- verbal kind of thing, so to speak. Now there is a lot of conjecture and opinions as to who will be able to hear the trumpet, the, the shout, the voice of the archangel. It is clear that at least believers will hear it. How I long, how I long to hear those precious notes sounding for our home going. I've got a, a dear Christian brother who is a, a great man of God. And he is a wonderful trumpet player. And when you listen to that, it can't, you can't help but... Uh, and he's come into our church and, and sung before uh, him and his wife. And, and they play, uh, he plays that trumpet. And it is just a marvelous thing. And I can't help but think when that day comes and all of a sudden the trump of God is going to sound. And, and I can only imagine what kind of blast uh, that will be. But the Bible tells us that when it does happen, it's going to happen in a moment but obviously the believers will hear it. Notice the Bible says again in 1 Corinthians 15 and 52, it says in a moment, in the twinkle of an eye, at the last trump, and there's a lot of uh, uh, prophetical beliefs about that, but I do know this, there is coming a day when the trump sound and it is going to be audible and we're coming out of this world, some out of the grave first, but we'll all be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now, the fourth thing that I want you to see is that the coming of the Lord is going to be powerful. Now, what do you mean, Brother Raymond? You'll notice all that will take place to show the power of the Lord during the rapture. First of all, He's coming in the clouds. I don't know about you, but I've never seen anybody flying in the clouds without a helicopter plane or some kind of uh, special uh, equipment or suit or something like that. So now He comes in the clouds. He raises all the Christians that are dead already in the ground. He raises them. He raptures the dead and the living Christians off this planet. Then He takes us to heaven forever. Now I don't know about you, but that seems quite powerful and and it's exciting to see the power of God. But let me tell you something. We can already sense and already experience the power of God when we accept the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that Jesus died a bloody death, was buried on the cross, was buried and rose again and, uh, and ascended to the heavens to be with the Father and He's interceding for you and for me. I'm excited about that today. But what a powerful moment I remember eating at a restaurant one time and all of a sudden we heard this massive explosion the the front door of the restaurant blew open and boy it, it wound up being somebody's hot water heater uh, uh, or hot water heater some people call it uh, exploded. And you can sense the power and and people talk about different things with nuclear power and things, how powerful it really is. But let me tell you something, it's going to be a powerful day. The Bible says, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For those of you who are hearing this message and you don't know me that well, let me just give you a part of my testimony. About 17 years ago, or maybe... 17 and a half now. I had my first bout with cancer. And then about twelve years or fourteen years later, I, I had a cancer again. It's hard. And today, if you're listening to this passage of scripture as I preach to you and you hear my testimony and you have cancer, please let me know. I would love to be able to pray for you and to encourage you today. But in that moment, I understood what massive sickness was like. And now all of a sudden I, I, I get really excited because now when I realize that when I get to heaven, there will be no cancer, no stroke, no heart attack, no acid reflux, nothing like that. The Bible says that it's going to be a powerful moment because all of us are going to be raised incorruptible. We'll have a new glorified body one of these days and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now, such a moment as this has to have a purpose, and that's my fifth point. The coming of the Lord is purposeful. The Bible says here in verse 16 For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. For what purpose? Why is God doing all this? Why is Jesus coming to rapture us? The Bible says to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. There is a purpose for this rapture, and uh, and it's not so we can have just another sermon. It's not just so uh, people can have something to talk about. It is a real live event that has not come yet, but is coming one of these days. We don't know when it is, so it would behoove us, compel us to be ready for that moment when Jesus Christ comes back. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 1 says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul often spoke about the rapture. And yet so many in the church today want to get rid of the rapture out of their preaching. They don't want to talk about it today. But let me tell you something. We can teach people all the different things that we want to teach them. But if we don't teach them about Jesus, how He paid our price or paid the price for our sins and how He is coming back for us, then we have failed them. God wants you and I, my friends, to understand. It says, and by our gathering together unto Him. It's right there, Second 2 Thessalonians 2.1. Jesus Christ is coming back and is going to take us home one of these days. And the thing is that sends chills up my spine is that I know people who have... I'm not being judgmental. They have told me they are not ready, that they don't know the Lord or they don't know that they're saved. But let me tell you, He's coming back and it is for a purpose and it's to take Christians dead and alive back to heaven and so shall we ever be with the Lord. But the obvious result is this. Those who don't know Jesus... Are left behind. John 14 verse 3 says, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. Now he's talking to the disciples specifically, but he's talking to all believers in general. And for you and I who know Jesus Christ, we're going to get to be with Him forever. That means He's coming back for us. And I'm excited. I've been in positions before where people forgot that they were supposed to pick me up and I'm kind of left stranded. But not Jesus. He won't leave you stranded. If you put your faith in Jesus Christ, if you've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, you can rest assured that Jesus is coming to fulfill the purpose to take you and I and all believers to be with Him in heaven. But the coming of the Lord, even the very preaching, just thinking about it is encouraging. Encouraging because the Christians who died before the rapture will not be forgotten. I told you a while ago that Paul was writing concerning these people that had crept into the church that was teaching false teaching that dead Christians, people who had died in the Lord, would be forgotten. But the Bible teaches us here, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. God hasn't forgotten about them. Uh, let me tell you something: the last uh, two and a half years have been rough on my family. I've lost four family members, and and uh, and it's tough. And a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, don't think it's a big deal. But when you lose their loved ones that you hold dear to your heart, it's tough. But I know those that know the Lord, I'll be able to see again. It's encouraging because those who are alive will also not be forgotten. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. And so shall we ever be with the Lord later on, it says. And my friends, I'm looking forward to that day. We ought to be excited. We ought to be so excited that we find it no hard time at all, no difficulty it is, uh, by thanking God for salvation, praising Him for salvation, sharing the message of salvation. Because the Bible teaches us it's a marvelous thing. And my life and eternity has been forever changed. It's encouraging because when we are raptured, we're going to get to be with Jesus forever in heaven. To meet the Lord in the air is the purpose of Him coming. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. I remember growing up as a small child, my only babysitter I ever had was my grandmother on my daddy's side. And I remember there were times that I would, uh, uh, you know, as a small child, would almost have to uh, leave Mama's house kicking and screaming because it was time to go home. But I didn't want to go. I wanted to stay uh, with my grandma. I loved Mama Rivers. And I miss her dearly. But you know what? There's coming a day that I'll get to see her again. I'll get to see my mom and dad brothers and sisters and friends and loved ones. But they'll all have to wait till I see Jesus. You see, the fact is, the one that I have followed, the one that I've obeyed, the one that I have lived my life for, the one that I've preached about for almost 34 years in just a couple of days, I'm finally going to get to actually see Him. How encouraging that is. To know that when I get home, when I cross the finish line, I'll know more then than ever, it'll be worth it all. Notice the Bible goes on to say in verse 18, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. The word comfort here means exhorting or encouraging. In other words, preach the Word of God. Tell them the truth about the rapture. And therefore, I have a a direct command from God. Hey, those that have died in the Lord uh, before the rapture, hey, don't worry. God had not forgotten about them. God had not forgotten about those of us who are alive. And yes, we'll get to be with Him forever. I was reminded by the Treasury of Scripture Knowledge. It's a great book what Hebrews 10.25 says. It says this, Not forsaken the assembling of ourselves together. And uh, before I get any further, I want you to know that we miss you. I'm thankful for the technology that we have and that, uh, as I've told many preachers, I haven't quit preaching, I haven't quit ministering, I've just changed venues, so to speak. Uh, you're there, I'm here, but I'm still preaching. And I miss, though, you being here. And I would encourage you that when all this is over with, uh, with the coronavirus, that you come back and be with us in our in-house meetings. And my, I'm looking forward to that. But it goes on to say, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. I don't know when Jesus is coming, but I know that we're closer than ever. And I'm looking forward to that day. And we need to encourage and exhort one another, and even more than ever, as we see the day approaching. Well, I tell you, we look at what our culture is coming to our world, and we must continuously ch- ch- trust Jesus Christ. So, real quickly, let me share with you, kind of in review. But the coming of the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the one who died a bloody death on Calvary's cross was buried and rose again. The Bible says that He's coming back. The angel said it. He's coming back. He says, I will come again and receive you unto Myself. That means He's coming and coming back for us there as He mentions that in John 14. I'm looking forward to that day, the coming of the Lord, the rapture of the church, the coming of Jesus in the clouds. It will be a literal personal, audible, powerful, purposeful, and encouraging. In closing, there's a lot of detail here and in other passages concerning the rapture and the second coming. Again, the rapture and the second coming are two separate events. Again, for another sermon. However, there is one thing that's not mentioned uh, in this and other passages. That is the date and the time. As Matthew 24 verse 36 teaches us, we do not know when the Lord's coming back to rapture us. But for sure, for sure He is coming. You think, well, well, why is He waiting so long? Again, He has given people uh, in His mercy and grace another opportunity to get saved. I, I personally believe that this coronavirus is a way to get people's attention. Hopefully they're thinking about the Lord, how they can think how short life is in this world and how they're going to face eternity. I ask you today, are you ready? Are you ready when eternity comes? Do you know the Lord Jesus? He has come already. That's what Christmas is about. He came as a little baby and He grew up again, died a bloody death on the cross, was buried and rose again. But the next time He comes, He's coming in the clouds to rapture you and me. I ask the question again, are you ready? I'm sure we all have been in situations where We had an appointment and and it just seemed like as the appointment got closer and closer, we got further and further and further behind. It's not a time to put off preparation. It's not a time to just kind of lazy around. The fact is we must come to the Lord, know the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've been saved but got uh, cold and gotten away from the Lord, come back let Jesus revive you. But if you're a child of God living for Him, listen to me. I don't care what church you go to, what state you live in, may you and I be found faithful sharing the Gospel, helping people be ready for when He comes. As a 16-year-old boy, and I'm through with this, as a 16-year-old boy, I heard that little preacher preach that night. Great man of God. He's gone on to be with the Lord and I miss Him dearly. But at that night, March the 13th, 1986, I knew at that moment if Jesus Christ had come back, I was not ready. So if you're not saved, you're not ready to meet the Lord, you're not ready for Him to come and rapture you, then get ready now. I'm not being judgmental. I don't want you to go to hell. I want you to go to heaven. I want to look up after I get to see Jesus and I want to see you there. And if you are a Christian, you're already saved, I want to serve the Lord with you. You may be in a different state, but we're all in the work of God, or at least we can be. And I believe with all of my heart today that as we go out and share the gospel, it will not return void. Again, in closing, are you ready? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank You for this day. I thank You for life. Lord, I thank You that Today I can hear, I can see, I can walk. And I've been challenged in those things in the past. But Lord, it's in you that we live and move and have our being. And Lord, I ask you today that as we are in this world seeking to walk with you and to serve you, Lord, that You'd help our minds to be upon You and Your coming. Lord Jesus, I look forward to the day, Lord, to see You in the clouds. Lord, Your Word talks about those who love Your appearing. And Lord, I love it. I I, I can't wait to see it. I'm looking forward to it. But Lord, till then, Lord, would You help us see more folks get saved and get ready for the rapture? Lord, would You help those that are listening to this message. If they're lost, Lord, I pray that they would get saved. If they're backslidden, they get revived. Lord, if they're Christians, they would be motivated and encouraged and challenged today. Father, I pray that You would be glorified. I've preached Your Word. I'm not a fancy preacher. I know there's some that can do it a whole lot better. But Lord, You said preach Your Word, and that's what I've done. And You promise that Your Word will not return void. So Lord, as I wait till You recome, come and return in the clouds, till then, Lord, I'm going to keep on preaching. Keeping on warning people that You're coming and that they need to be ready for it. And Lord, I pray that You would be exalted in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Tonight we'll be having our evening service at 6 o'clock. And uh, I want to share a thought with you tonight that I think is very, very important. I recently shared a thought with uh, this thought with some uh, men at a pastor's uh, meeting, pastor's camp, and I want to share it with you tonight. I hope that you'll be tuning in to our Facebook uh, at 6 o'clock Central Time. May God bless you, and uh, you continue to pray for us as we're praying for you.